created this podcast i really wanted to create a platform for myself where i could talk about things that feel important to me so today we're going to talk about taylor swift now who doesn't know taylor swift right i mean she's a global superstar she writes too many breakup songs she dates a lot of men she always has a lot of media coverage and drama around her she's obsessed with cats and the number 13 and if you play blank space right now i'm sure even you can jam to it till date but she has so much more to her than than that her net worth is 360 million dollars she is the highest paid woman in music today she is the only artist that can sell millions of physical copies in the streaming era she has the highest selling tour in american history She is the only artist that has such a beautiful bond with her customers. She is a lyrical genius, a great storyteller, a great marketer, and she is so good with creating a culture around herself that Gary Vee calls it the Taylor Swift principle. I follow a lot of American and Britain British artists and performers and all these global superstars everyone who is a big pop star in the industry who's a big name in the industry all of them have a very good management company a very good pr firm you know uh, working behind them promoting their music doing their marketing uh of course taylor swift has as well taylor swift has a very good a very uh, top notch pr firm backing her but at the same time there's something distinctive about taylor because a lot of her marketing comes from herself her marketing doesn't feel like marketing it feels like a fun intricate experience that's the distinctive part about taylor of course her management team does wonders but i think the marketing that comes from herself is the best part and that's what connects fans to her Now that we're looking at the business side of Taylor Swift, I thought it's only fitting if I invite a fan over for this episode. Today's guest is has been a fan of Taylor since around 10 years and has bought all her albums, all her vinyls, has installed all her apps, streamed her music religiously, has uh, bought her merch, has watched all her concert movies and is willing to do ev- all of this and even more. in the future when she puts out new content so i thought it's just fitting to have a fan on the episode so that we can talk about how taylor swift does her marketing and how she connects with her consumers which are fans so welcome to second episode of i know someone taylor swift the marketing maven and welcome the guest rahul hi rahul uh, hi riddhi uh, thank you so much for that uh, description that you gave me although i would add so much more to that but i think it's enough for the today um also uh, hello everyone i'm rahul uh, i am currently a pharma student and i'm aspiring to be a research scientist and i'm guilty of being obsessed with taylor swift and i'm extremely proud about it <laughs> yeah and i have to say rahul that um, you know uh, there is so much more to add about taylor i mean honestly i could go on for an hour but uh, yeah let's let's dive into the marketing world of taylor swift but first before that welcome to the show rahul it's so good to have you here this is like another uh, sunday for us like this is what we do on normal days just talk about taylor and what she does literally like we can go hours without even like knowing it's been hours and just talking about taylor her marketing and her mind she's 
literally a genius absolutely and i think we should start with reputation right because that era i love that era uh, i think in 2017 when reputation started i was in the first year of my degree college and i was a marketing student and i'm still a marketing student and i'm still learning a lot from taylor but uh, that is the first time i started men- i started uh, noticing the marketing uh, strategies that taylor does like what the kind of moves she makes the biggest thing i noticed was the cultural reset i mean i know how obsessed people were with her with taylor's instagram and twitter and then she deleted everything she deleted all her posts all her tweets suddenly out of nowhere didn't put any songs out in the next 3 years completely disappeared from everywhere no interviews no media nothing no articles no tumblr nothing this was the first time in so many years that fans had lost communication with taylor swift herself uh and her deleting everything off instagram and social media was a big deal for everyone because that was the only communication direct source of communication they had with her now that now that she went completely blackout everyone was very disappointed but at the same time it started conversations when that happened she dropped these three iconic snake videos <laughs> on her instagram which i came to know that if you add all the time stamps of those videos you get the release date of look what you made me do which was the first single of her album reputation which was crazy so for me this became a constant thing where i got pulled in the entire taylor universe because of the the media articles that were written about her the easter eggs that she was dropping in the video but the only thing i noticed was that a lot of fans were very curious and they were very excited because she said that she had killed her own brand like she she says that she had killed the old taylor so for you rahul as a fan since so many years you were attached to this particular brand of taylor since so many years and then she says that she's going to kill that brand how did you feel about her changing her entire brand suddenly yeah um looking back into those time uh, you know now that i think about it i think it was very necessary for taylor like the word you correctly use reinvent herself you know because after the whole backlash that she re- that she received after everything that happened back then you know taylor swift was over party was the most talked about thing in the entire world where she was being scrutinized uh, scrutinized for every single thing that she was doing daily you know for just existing so she just had two options you know can you imagine taylor's discography without reputation like no. exactly no, like imagine um lover being released without reputation i don't think it could have done the numbers it did without reputation so i just when you think about it it literally gives me chill i feel like uh, taylor has planned her whole life you know every single step she takes i think she has planned it she has completely strategized her life and so that you know uh, looking back into the time like you said and look what you made me do she goes on and tells everyone like she is no more the taylor that she used to be she is completely new person now and at that very moment i was like i don't know i felt a lot of things because like you said i've been massive fan of her since the very beginning i would i call them the girl days you know my soft uh, corner for taylor was taylor's hair and the girls which i extremely missed uh, she's facing them in the speak now era you know like 
I I was like a bit terrified with what's exactly gonna happen in this era. But you know, Taylor is such a genius when it comes to these things. And for I think for her to reinvent herself was so important because that shook the masses as well as caught the attention, which rightly was very important for her to put out something new. And again, as a marketing strategy, was very important for her brand. You know, so um, so I feel um, although she said that, but I still have the authentic Taylor. You know, she still gives us storytelling songs. She gives us lyrics. And she's still the same. I don't think like there is anything the old Taylor is. You know, I just that's what, with it. That's what's so interesting about Taylor. Uh, the fact that she can reinvent herself hundred times over, but the fans will still love her because her core branding is still the same. It's consistent. When you look at Taylor, the moment you fall in love with Taylor or her art is when you realize how authentic she is, how authentic her songwriting is, and it comes from a place where she feels them. It's not written by someone else. It's only written by her. So it's her own story and her own narrative. And the fact that during repetition, this was the first time that she was reinventing herself in a dark place. Like she had 1989 was a reinvention with the genre, the genre shift. But that was a celebration. That was that was her Gatsby year. But in terms of reputation, it was all dark and nightscapes, and uh, it was all like I'm gonna answer back to everyone. You know, the best part about about reputation, I feel, was when she she basically said this but didn't say this but she basically with all the videos and foreshadowing and easter eggs she basically said that if you're gonna call me a snake i'm gonna be a snake but i'm not gonna be a regular one i'll be the queen of snakes and that is owning her own narrative which authentic taylor does so even if she says that the old taylor is dead it's only the approach has changed but the base the core of taylor swift is still there and i think that is why fans didn't you know, leave her side and support it or through and through. And I think that's what creates loyal fans. Because if you do your branding right, then then they know you can change your a lot of things about yourself. You can change your outfits, your eras, your music style, your genre, but at the core level, you're still the same. So I think you I think you and a lot of other fans felt the same way, right? Like what do you think is the core brand of Taylor? Like when you look at Taylor, what do you think is her core brand message? Yeah. Um if I could describe her core brand first, I, I will just say it's evolution. That's Taylor's core brand. That's her strategy. She in some ways she could just find the current need of the consumer and exactly give that. The, the way you mentioned, like, look what you made uh, made me do was a bit of a dark era. The way it has the, had this infectious trap beat or bass, you know, that was something that was it in 2017. You know, that's something where, that was everyone was, you know, liking. So her putting out something that is so uh, consumer friendly at that moment was, again, such a great move. And apart from that, you know, that's something that Taylor Swift doesn't do, you know. Like you said, she's always uh, have been into pop, country, you know, all these uh, pop bubblegum songs. But something like this coming for Taylor was, again, she was capturing new audiences. And, you know, like uh, she was just reaching more masses. And I think that was so cool on her part. And that was insane. 
I feel that her brand, like I mentioned, just stands on evolution and she just never stops. That's what it is. Right. I feel, I, I feel you know, uh, evolution and that beautiful explanation gave me, uh, it, it can only come from a true fan. I feel whenever I interact, so I have a lot of friends who are uh, fans of Taylor since like a long time. Mm-hmm. And then I ask them, what do you think Taylor stands for? Or what do you think her brand stands for? What they tell me is always like, um, Taylor is the most relatable celebrity I've ever seen. And that really surprises me because when I look at it, Recently, when I was researching for this particular episode, I was researching what, like, you know, Taylor's real estate portfolio and Taylor's uh, net worth and everything, like how she spends her millions of dollars that she owns. And I found out that she has two private jets. Her real estate profile is amazingly, like, it's huge. And everything I found out about her was, I was so shocked because I was like, when I look when I look at her in interviews with Jimmy Fallon, I feel like she's a friend. I feel like there's a friend talking to me right there on the screen. I can't look at Taylor as this big celebrity that you can't read. She can't be a Beyonce or she can't be a Rihanna where she's untouchable. You know, Taylor is so grounded and you can. she's very accessible, I feel. I'm not saying you can talk to her day and night. What I'm saying is that she interacts with her fans so much and she take so much effort and give so much time to her fans that it feels like she really cares about them. And I think that's what creates loyal fans, you know. And I think uh, she also takes advantage of it because why not? She had this app. So during the reputation uh, tour, stadium tour, uh, she had this uh, verified fan program by Ticketmaster. So basically you would know more, right? So just walk us through what that app was about. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, the Ticketmaster fundraiser was basically, you know, where fans had to um, do certain things like, you know, watch a music video for some several times or, you know, stream her songs or buy her albums to get, you know, extra points, you know, the reward points so that they could get a pre-sale discount into the tickets and they could get early access to the tickets as well. So, you know, I feel that was one thing. Apart from that, you know, there was one another strategy for the tour, which was like, if you if you, if you you buy like 13 album copies, people could get tickets. You know, that was one another way of them selling the tour tickets. And no wonder it was one of the highest crossing female tours of all time, you know? Yeah. And even the people who uh, could not buy the albums, they had the option of just watching the music videos or liking a certain post or voting for her in in a particular award or something. So even the people who could not afford to buy her albums or didn't want to buy her 13 albums straight, they had the option of, you know, going ahead and winning points to do so. And then when they did these small, small activities, they got these points which would move them in ahead in the queue so there was basically a virtual queue in the app and when you do these activities you get a boost you start moving ahead in the queue so the earlier you reach the uh, the earlier you'll get the pre-sale tickets pre-sale tickets were very less in amount like in, in compared to the normal tickets the pre-sale tickets were very discounted so why wouldn't you want that so her strategy, I really loved the strategy because basically here what she did is she turned loyalty into engagement and then that turned into loyalty and then again the loyalty turned into engagement. So 
this cycle continued with this one app because tell me one thing though if you are true fan you would want to watch her videos interact with her on social media and want to vote for her in award shows naturally without even getting any boosts but you're getting boosts for that and you're getting some sort of a reward for that so you would do it even more and the reward is a ticket a discounted ticket for her amazing huge stadium tour so you would want to do it anyway so basically what i noticed here is that because of this app she created so she rewarded loyal fans at the same time she created even more loyalty in the existing fans you know before like yeah. more loyalty than there was before right so it it's a cycle this is what i like about her is that she rewards her loyal fans and that is how she creates more loyal fans because everyone wants to get rewarded by her so that's really interesting and i think the best part about taylor swift um, is that i think in terms of business i call her the queen of crm that is customer relationship management because i think she does amazing crm anyone who wants to learn crm i think they should observe taylor swift very nicely they should see what she does and how she speaks in interviews how she makes people feel i mean she make sure that she makes every fan feel spe- special and she has millions of fans so that's one good thing that you know every fan can connect to her as well as her music and feel so special only by the words she uses while talking in the interview only by the songs she creates because of the things that she does for fans you know like i think i've i've heard about swift mist and i've heard about secret session so You know, like, can you like tell me all the crazy, th- crazy things that Taylor Swift has done for her fans? Right. Um, I could go on for hours about this. And being a part of, you know, stan culture, like, there are so many dis disputes, and you can't even decipher what Taylor is up to. You know, it's actually scary. Sometimes, even if her silence for three days literally scares us, we know that she's up to something. You know, even like recently when she was quiet for a while, I uh, she came out with a freaking new album. folklore and you know that's just typical taylor you know like you she's so she's full of surprises and everything is so unplanned but planned you know what i mean yeah surprises yeah and the way you mentioned like she's the queen of crm it's so true like she is literally the queen of crm and also the way you mentioned about the engagement yeah she is so close to her fans and i mean it like i literally mean it like she takes time out of her day she spends time on tumblr reading about fans when people meet her she know about them she like spends out spend hours like scrolling through the timelines and that's crazy you know imagine meeting someone so big and then them knowing like details about you like where you went to school or who is your best friend that you're posting pictures about you know that's taylor swift and you know that connection that made being like special is you know that's something that you just can't get apart from that like you know secret sessions or even the easter eggs and creating that engagement within the fandom is so necessary because it makes us so active and we are always so up to everything you know it's literally like an army of bazillion people and just give us a task and we are like ready taylor it's she's like a mom literally at this point there are so many crazy things that happen in fandom easter eggs you know taylor always has this uh, easter eggs and secret sessions uh, for every album since 
you know, 1989. You know, apart yeah. from that, every single time secret session happens, uh, like, first, everything is so confidential and fans are not allowed to share anything. So, you know, this whole thing gets anticipated so much within the fandom that everyone is literally, we set a timer. Can you believe? We literally set a timer. Wow. And we are waiting. It doesn't matter what time zone you're in. We don't care. But we are up for Taylor and we are that loyal to her. That Taylor Swift and her CRM. I think um, I think the most interesting thing about uh, Taylor and how she interacts with fans is the efforts. Mm-hmm. I was watching this video of Swift Miss. Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. she yeah, when she uh, basically stalked her fans for a month before Christmas on little like a few days before Christmas, she sent these fans gifts yes. to yeah. their places. Yeah, and that is amazing. I mean, th- there's a video of her wrapping the gifts on her own, mm-hmm. and the best part of what I thought that this is just another scheme to get people to listen to her music. Maybe she'll she'll just gift people her CDs and stuff, but she gifted them what they wanted. So she looked and like she stalked them on their social media, like Tumblr or Instagram accounts or Twitter accounts. And saw how they live their life, and you know, if they mention that, you know, okay, I want this particular um book that I really want to read, but like I can't afford it right now, whatever. Like you know, oh, I wish like this this particular thing was available in my country. I can't get my hands on it. She noticed and listed down all these things, and she sent these fans the things that they wanted, not the things that she wanted to send over. No, she sent them the things that they wanted, which makes it even more special because it shows that she didn't do this for marketing or she didn't do this for, you know, uh, like an incentive, like, oh, yeah, I'm sending you my albums, like, you know, for free. So they they can like, you know, this, this can get counted in the mm-hmm. sales and stuff. Not like that. This was authentic. This this feels authentic because she took out time to understand what everyone actually needs right. and made life gift boxes for them. I almost cried watching that video because that is like people opening up, up opening up gifts from Taylor Swift is uh it, I think it's my favorite thing after cat videos. <laughs> yeah, and I I think um just a simple act of you know. You know, when you think about Taylor Swift being a fan, um, you know, probably in another city, country or whatever, it almost feels like she is, you know, unreachable at a point, you know, where sometimes you just spend years thinking, oh, when will you get that notice or whatever it is, you know, but it's Taylor, you know, like I said, she's so full of surprises. Like she literally spends hours stalking her own fans. Who does that? And then she does this, like the whole concept of Swift Mass was so beautiful. Even I cried so much uh, because like Christmas is already so special. And imagine getting a gift from Taylor Swift. Swift Santa. Yeah, totally. The secret session thing that you mentioned, uh, amazing, just like Swift Miss. I mean, for the people who don't know what secret session is, basically Taylor Swift does this thing where if she releases a new album, uh, she will, uh, her team, her management team will approach fans and uh, tell them to keep this particular message a secret and then they'll be invited to a particular place. Basically, it's one of her houses. So she owns a lot of houses in, seven, I think, seven different houses in seven different states or something and then she invites fans to her own house to listen to the album in advance so the entire world is still waiting for album but these particular number of fans will get to listen to the album in advance and she sits down with them 
she makes them listen to the songs and she gets an instant feedback right there from her fans and she interacts with them tells them stories about these songs and a lot of things a lot of emotions how she felt while writing this particular song and a lot of context that other people don't get they the, they're the special ones right so they get that but the special experience and special feeling during 1989 she literally made cookies yeah. she made cookies yeah. for fans yeah. which which that how you know how grounded she is that that shows humble to me like she is humble she is very generous like that shows honest like she's extremely honest and grounded and she doesn't look at herself as this huge mega celebrity that's what makes her more relatable and more accessible these secret sessions are just amazing i mean even with folklore i think there are already conversations going on with secret sessions right yeah. like do you know about that yeah already there like there are so many and you know uh, we still cannot stop talking about the previous secret session because you know there are literally fights happening and you know it's literally blood everywhere like in the fandom whenever secret session happens because we all are you know waiting for that one text in our dms from tailor nation you know like oh you're invited you have to keep this message a secret for these amount of weeks and you know like literally fans uh who get invited to tailor's house they steal something as a souvenir i'm not going to i'm not even going to like literally like they might either steal a spoon or even toilet papers can you believe that and fans are crazy that's there but you know it's so kind of tailor to actually take time out and you know let her be in like you know jeopardy because she has to compromise with her security as well because if you google like there have been so many stalkers that taylor has you know she is one of the highest stalk celebrity like so keeping secret session was such a bold move for her and for and also important for her brand to you know protect her loyalty with her fans and still be able to communicate on a very personal level and like you mentioned the word accessible like she was super accessible and i would like to mention that even before secret session happened taylor used to have this uh, live sessions you know i ve- i very well remember back uh, i guess in 2012 ish time when taylor was releasing red she had this yahoo live you know and i literally woke up extremely early in the morning just to attend that but she made sure that you know she was at that moment still accessible for fans answering their questions about the album about the songs and that's so important you know giving time and taking efforts that's so important uh and she did that and she did that all for fans and she's still doing it and that's something about taylor that i highly appreciate and has kept me still after a decade a loyal fan i think with her doing swift miss secret mm-hmm. sessions and paying a particular fan student loans um and singing in a fan's wedding you know uh, there's there's so much that she's done which makes anyone like anyone would look at that list of things that she's done for fans and would feel like it's not only her fans who are loyal to her it's her as well who is loyal to her fans which is the key thing because if fans feel like the artist is loyal to them in some way or the other that is going to make them consumers for life no matter how many albums you put out no matter what you do in life no matter how much your fans grow up 
they will have this deep connection with you because they think that you care about them the if and if they feel that the artist cares about them then their art is going to be sold forever and the fans will, will buy their art forever so i feel that's one thing that taylor has mastered in but the second thing that taylor has mastered in is easter eggs is <laughs> the entire strategy of using easter eggs in her songs her music videos her merch anywhere like i th- i think i think you would have crazy examples of taylor using easter eggs like can you share some oh my god yes like there are so many if i have to even if you watch look what you made me do music video i think there's an easter egg every single minute i i would say every 15 second of the song like that's taylor swift for example the dollar sign uh, which uh, actually um, the the counter uh, the counter case that she did against her sexual assault you know that happened sexual misconduct that happened with her and she uh, yeah. counter case uh, by putting one dollar that depicted that or even um, getting snake as a brand or even the car accident with the grammy in her hand uh, which she should have run for red but she didn't you know or all these subliminal uh, shades i wouldn't call it being shady but you know all these uh, small messages that she has always given through her songs it makes us as consumers i would say so curious and so intrigued and at the same time engaged into what she is giving us come on tell me what are other celebrities you would see like their fans are sitting in front of the screen waiting for the video premiere with notes in their hands just so that they could make points you know of all the easter eggs that can make that they can see in the music video I mean, oh my god, that's yeah. crazy! Literally, literally, that's Taylor Swift fans. Like, we have so many theories. We spend hours and connect dots. And you know what's the scary part? That the dots do connect, and that's so insane because, like I said, everything is so planned but unplanned with Taylor. And with these Easter eggs, it creates so much engagement that her customers or consumers end up becoming her. like marketers like they are the one who are doing the publicity and taylor doesn't really have to do much like her job is done it's the fans or the consumers do the further marketing and i think that's how taylor's high edge marketing skill works i think see this is the beautiful relationship that taylor shares with her fans uh her fans are loyal to her and she's also loyal to them she rewards her fans by giving her art and making them giving them easter eggs and making them go on a scavenger hunt and then they reward her by doing her publicity for, for free completely fans right. create fans so this is basically audience marketing customer like yeah we call this crowd marketing in terms of uh, marketing and marketing concepts so basically fans create fans because they see that um, you know fans go out like pub, uh, like doing publicity for taylor like you know uh, talking about folklore right now because folklore was released out of nowhere out of thin air right and sh- and it became number 1 on billboards and she didn't know interviews for it in fact she rejected interviews for it i see other artists releasing music and albums in during the pandemic as well but they're going on shows they're going on jimmy fallon they're going on james corden they're going on every radio show there is to promote their work taylor did not do anything she let her fans do everything for her and her fans promoted it that is special about these fans because that's what i'm talking about taylor has created the relationship with these fans in such a manner where these fans will go out shamelessly promote 
tailors music and tailors art everywhere they can i think this stems a lot from the entire easter egg thing as you mentioned look what you made me do i remember not being into the entire tailor universe <laughs> i'm going to call it universe because that's what she's created uh, now i wasn't a part of the tailor universe or i wasn't keeping up to date with tailor swift till look what you made me do after i watched that video i got recommendations on youtube to see or like the you know the the hidden meanings in the code made me do the yeah. uh, the explanation of the video or all the easter eggs accounted in the code made me do video and i became obsessed because somehow i i wanted to know everything because everyone was knowing everything and that created a fomo in me when i was like i need to know what's up and somehow the the production of their video is so good where it felt like if she is giving a message i want to know what that message is even though like i'm not a part of the fandom or i don't like you know keep up with uh, taylor swift but i really want to know what this message is because she's using snakes and i know that to like a lot of years ago she was tagged as snake everyone i was a part of it like i was on twitter i didn't tweet anything but i didn't, I didn't like, engage with those tweets but i saw so many people calling her a snake so i was so intrigued i was like there's some subliminal messages going on and i got so intrigued by it and i got into it and now when you look at me i i'm trying to figure out every scavenger hunt that she put out even when even in folklore when every song has an has an easter egg i'm trying to find out every single easter egg so did you see what happened like she only because of the entire easter egg thing is she created intrigue in people and mystery and story and subliminal messaging and that pulled in people and because of that i today give fucks about taylor <laughs> i give fucks about what she does and her easter egg thing people basically anyone consumers like you know people in general the core thing that they want is a story people really care about the story taylor does it best with her music as well as her entire easter egg thing her dropping a picture of her ring on her instagram and people counting the number of diamonds in the ring and figuring out the next date of album release yeah. and stuff oh right. right. crazy were you part of the lover easter egg thing oh my god can we just not the infamous fence and the palm trees like oh my god taylor trolled us for so long with the fence it was insane it just it was uh, you need to calm down you know it was uh, it was so crazy like we would go on easter egg hunting so much that we would reach at a point where it doesn't even make any sense and taylor doesn't even know anything about it but we make everything about nothing you know but like you know like what you said in the beginning about the reputation around her reinventing the way you said it i i completely agree because you know instead of fading away you know she took the advantage of the situation and you know she connected to the new audiences maintaining her songwriting and storytelling skills you know for her long time audience and that's how taylor was she was never losing out people you know she always connected at and that to at a personal level because she is so versatile with it name any situation and you have a Taylor Swift song for it and talking about um, the easter eggs for lover don't even get me started like come on who who gives uh, like who gives like track listing through a song like you need to come down was literally the whole album track listing in one song 
if it's uh yeah, the man in... yeah if it's uh like her giving an easter egg of a sure song for the man or you know ellen getting cool somewhere tattooed or Haley giving us the archer you know all of it everything like the whole track list was revealed in one song and that's such a such an amazing concept and not just that but taylor has politically also stood in recent years for the right things and that's again so much more important for her to feel more connected and you know for her fans to feel that she is also on the right side you know because she won't raise her voice now the new generation wouldn't be you know like preaching her the way they do because her silence is so deafening for someone who looks up to us but her one single you know move of just like you need to come down like a petition that she put on and she like the way she was waiting for a response from white house you know all these things are so important right now and i appreciate her for all of these things that she does apart from like her marketing her loyalty to her fans is still so stable and so powerful and that's why i think taylor swift is still till today the only artist who is able to sell pure and is able to break records that are set by herself and could also be relevant among her peers you know that debuted at the same time as hers and i guess that's just i i would say taylor swift her voicing her opinions on politics yes that definitely changed a lot and that changed a lot for her brand because um till date she hadn't spoken about politics because she felt that she wasn't educated enough to form to give public opinions about things but that's the thing she went back she researched she read and she noticed a lot of things and she educated herself on politics and then and only then when she felt that her opinion was right and was beneficial to almost everyone only then she made a public statement about it which i really like about it all and that only shows us what kind of brand she is she's authentic she's very genuine whatever comes from her i feel is 100% genuine and it might not even be we we don't know taylor swift personally but she she makes us feel like we do and that's the difference between her and other artists also the fact that with easter eggs crazy things crazy crazy things she does with easter eggs and the entire scavenger hunt like you know trying to give a lot of hints in the music videos and from that particular hint you will catch another hint and it goes on and on and on and it's crazy and this helps a lot in terms of marketing because media as well as fans are constantly talking about your music video because there's so many easter eggs in it so it just so easter eggs create a conversation secondly what they do is they make the fans feel like they are a part of it like they're not only receiving an album they're receiving an experience and they feel like the the album is a reward to them because they found out the date the release date of the album through the scavenger hunt so it's so special because this entire mystery thing is special to fans because they feel like they're a part of the process they're not only like you know you're just receiving you know like some music from her no like they were the ones to figure out the the release date for the single the release date for the album or what the next song is going to be you know what the next single is going to be so i feel like it's like a game 
is sort of a game because the way you play the game and then at the end when you win i think that's how you how people feel when they receive a taylor swift album they feel like they won it because they played the game of finding out the clues in the album uh, around the album like all the music videos and stuff that's a great way to engage your audience into your own artwork because who does this I, i think a lot of people might be doing easter eggs a lot of artists might be doing easter eggs but i think taylor swift does the best i think we can agree on that true apart from the easter eggs it's taylor's uh, lyricism and the storytelling you know it's so relatable to her consumers although she has her own perspective towards it and a story behind it but it leaves her consumers to an imagination you know where at a point you know you could give your own perspective to the whole song and it could have a completely new meaning to it and also the way her songs from the previous era connects to the sequel era that's also insane for example you know even in the lover era the way me music video starts is with uh, the snake turning into a butterfly you know the way she is she transitions so smoothly from one era to the next and that evolution is insane and that's what we you know it keeps us connected and it's a story and the story is her life it's so personal at the same time because we have lived with her through this yeah the fact that in the me music video she went from a snake to a butterfly that is a very good symbolism of her starting her new era and the snake you know like the snake era is over and the butterfly era starts so i think this draws like parallel to game of thrones in some way i know a lot of people are going to comment like what <laughs> but uh, i actually have thought a lot about this people don't draw comparisons between t- taylor swift and game of thrones for obvious reasons but both of them are big parts of a pop culture and if you see game of thrones uses the same strategy of course their content is that way so i mean like you know you you will always see people making conspiracy videos and finding out hidden meanings in the episodes and watching one episode over and over and over again just to find out something new uh, and there's so much of symbolism going on there's explanation videos of episode there's so much of things going on with game of thrones and that's the same way with taylor swift i mean i can see like a lot of fans watch her music videos again and again to find out even more easter eggs uh, a lot of fans make explanation videos for her music videos for her songs and that's the thing why do you think people are hooked to game of thrones till date even after it's over it's because there was mystery around it that's the same strategy that taylor swift has applied she's created mystery around her own art in a way that has built into culture that has made her entire universe we have a marvel universe we have game of thrones universe we have a sherlock holmes universe where everything like the, that we talk about fits into the universe the same way taylor has her own universe where people are so organically you know into the culture where it's like okay if someone mentions 13 like 13 december or 13 as a number everyone knows that taylor is obsessed with 13 if someone says red lipstick immediately or like yeah taylor Or someone cats. says yeah <laughs> someone says cats you're like yeah taylor so she's created these cult this culture and this like uh, universe around her that defines her so well and that has affected consumers in a way where it's like we are a part of it we are a part of this culture we are a part of this universe and that is the the best thing you could do as a business as a brand where you could make the 
consumers feel as a part of the process as a part of your world you know because most people look at big artists and feel like they they are untouchable and they have a separate world and all i am is just a small ant in the entire crowd but with taylor we do we don't feel that way you feel like you're a part of a world because she she basically shows you her entire diary and i think that's what lover did right with, with lover she literally gave people her diary that's one more thing i love about taylor is that her albums are not just her albums they're kits they come with different features they come with different things her lover album came inside a journal inside a personal journal you could read her diary and then listen to the songs as well like inside the diary a reputation came with the magazine suiting to the entire era like uh, people were talking shit about her in magazines so she released two magazines and inside she had the series so it wasn't just a series you know you're not buying a series you're you're buying an experience I think uh, I think that is why even you as a fan invest so much into buying her albums right like what do you think why do you want to spend so much money on Taylor and Taylor Swift or merch and do you think you'll be continue like you will be keep doing this ahead and future as well Of course I get a lot of crap at my home for spending and literally spend thrifting uh, on Taylor so much but I believe that it's worth it uh, and I'll tell you why I'll tell you why I would spend money on Taylor's any content that she puts out. It's because of the quality and the efforts and you can feel it when you touch it. You know what I mean? Like when you have that CD or when you have that package in your hand, uh, that album in your hand, you can sense the quality that has been put in into this and making this like you mentioned like it's not just an album it's an experience that you receive even with 1989 she made different sets with 13 different polaroids in it and people bought multiple physical copies to get different sets of polaroid and even in our fandom in our group we shared those polaroids you know and that also uh, made fans themselves connect to each other as well in a way even with like lover like you said she had put personal diary you know she read out some pages also she hung out with fans and she read out some pages from her own diary and that's so beautiful and with the folklore she is giving out eight of eight types of vinyls and that's that's her marketing so investing into something wherein you're not just getting a cd with audios or any music videos but it's something more something more that's coming right from taylor that is something that makes you feel more connected to her and again it makes you feel like you're more included it makes you feel very inclusive inside the fandom as well i i like have all the albums in fact i also have her tour cds and with all pride i still rewatch the speak now world tour it's one of my favorites it's again i i cannot stop but mention the quality that she puts forth and the efforts and everything and taylor i will tell you taylor is involved in everything the editing the lighting the lyrics the setup in during the tour every single thing taylor is involved and that's why i feel it's completely worth to give money to someone who deserves it at the same time and is feeding me as a consumer something that i want and something that i expect and sometimes even more than what i have expected so i'm not at all guilty in spending um, money in order to get taylor's albums or even tour series it's interesting that you said that uh, 
I don't mind spending money on someone who deserves it. I like the fact that you think that Taylor deserves your money. So that just shows what kind of brand image she has created in your head and what kind of a respect she has in your head about her, which is great because uh, reaching that kind of respect right now in this era is very rare. I mean, I listen to a lot of artists. I uh, listen to a lot of people's uh, albums and get into the meaning of the album and will watch a lot of videos about it and stuff. But I I wouldn't say that it deserve my money, but I think with Taylor, I would definitely say that. I would say that she deserves my money and I would eventually want to buy her albums going forward because that's a kind of trust i have with her quality i know i'm going to get quality work i know i'm going to get a quality cd with something extra something premium you know whenever we like uh, as consumers if we get something premium or something extra that makes us feel special again that makes us feel important and we feel like she did so much of efforts she put so much efforts for us you know it feels personalized in some way and right now in today's world in today's marketing personal marketing is the best personalized marketing is the best and taylor has topped it taylor is a top notch marketer in that sense right and i feel yeah and you know and talking about uh, the polaroids or the journals that uh, we mentioned you know all the pages are online but you know there's a different feel of having it in your hand and calling it your own you know what i mean and that's what again makes people buy it you know want it and so that they could feel included in the fandom and even if you are not a part of fandom i believe if you are always you can like you said you can uh, hate her but you cannot escape taylor's world taylor is everywhere you would eventually want to check out and that's how taylor is you know that's how her content is yes absolutely and um i think uh, yeah i keep saying this you can hate or love taylor swift because she is one of the most polarizing uh, personalities of of this decade uh you can you can keep hating her but you can't escape her and you can't deny the fact that she is a smart ass businesswoman she knows what she's doing she knows her audience very well uh, i think she knows her audience more than an automated crm software would you know because she personally invests time in them so she knows them personally she knows what they want she knows how to make them happy she knows what will genuinely make them cry in a song she knows everything and people don't do that so i think uh, as i said i think i stand with that statement she is the queen of crm yeah. and uh, and you, and know, you ap- can apart from mm-hmm. that i would really like to add because um, even though taylor i would call in is inaccessible for the international stands you know like people uh, who are people who do not live in europe or america you know especially asians uh, you know who are inaccessible to taylor because obviously it's difficult for her to travel and you know do the whole production here or in any asian country to matter of fact but you know still people are loyal even though they are not invited for secret sessions because of course or you know are not able to be personally involved or taylor could not send them gifts even like that you know all of these things then it never really affects or it never really affects the loyalty that taylor's fan have for her you know and i've seen a lot of asian sif swifties you know we have march during her li- release uh, album release parties 
we have like her uh, during birthday parties there are get togethers there are whole like swifty meetups that happen during her album release there's a whole big party that happens a zoom party that happen you know listening parties that happen like virtually or even in person and people do that and i don't see any people doing that for any other artist name any big pop artist either if it's drake beyonce adele you know there's no other artist you can find such loyal fans doing these many things going ahead and beyond and making all of these work you know again it's not the taylor's pr team that is doing it it's the fan or a consumer is doing the marketing in yeah really it's very organic and yeah that's what yeah i i completely agree with you because all these fans are super loyal and i think in conclusion i think i would like to say that the super important things that we've learned from taylor's marketing is that one she is constantly rebranding and reinventing herself but keeping her core brand message constant and very consistent the second thing i would say that i think uh, she makes her customers and her, her consumers and her fans feel special every each and every fan feels special and they also feel like a part of the process and they also because they feel like the part of the process they go ahead and become taylor swift marketers and they promote her more than she does in interviews and stuff like they become her promoters and marketers after listening to her album or song or anything or watching her documentary on netflix and she also constantly rewards her loyal customers which is super important because if you have a customer giving you time effort and money you better you make sure that you give them equal time and loyalty as well and the best part about taylor is that if fans are loyal to her she's loyal to them and she proves it to them so i think um, i would like to say that you know she is an amazing case study to look at in terms of marketing i would really encourage uh, anyone who's in marketing or who's interested in taylor swift's business side look into her videos listen to this podcast or create her own articles maybe like you know or there are so many articles written by billboard and forbes about her business side and she truly is an amazing case study to study and to look at in terms of marketing and branding actually there is so much more to talk about because taylor has done so many different things let us know if you want a part 2 of this episode rahul and i are willing to talk about her all day long yeah. before you leave rahul i just want to uh, have this small segment with you which i call getting to know someone so as i know you and you are on my podcast called i know someone so i know you so i want my audience to know you as well so the segment is called getting to know someone and i'll just ask you a few questions okay all right all right go on i'm excited yeah uh okay so the first question i'd ask since this is the taylor swift episode and you've been a fan since a long time it's a bit of controversial question but i would love to ask you this question now if there's one thing you like to change about taylor swift what would you change one thing if i have to change change about taylor swift oh my god um Quite i would controversial. really yeah i would really change her hair i swear i was so obsessed with her curls back then and i'm still obsessed i would do anything to see her in those 2009 curls you know those fearless era curls once again with that red lipstick and i just want to change that i just want her to wear curls you know once again so that i could feel nostalgic because i remember those times so vividly 
and I that's when I fell in love with Taylor. That's so cute. <laughs> All right, we we'll we'll tweet to Taylor about it. She she'll probably see it. You know. Yeah, you're reading. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So the second question I would like to ask is a favorite movie that you like to recommend to everyone. You know, um, thanks to pandemic, uh, I've actually got enough time to watch and surf through some movies. And recently, I came across this uh, indie movie called Margarita with a Straw, and I watched it. And have you have you seen that movie, Riddhi? No, not yet, not yet. Uh, it's it's actually a Bollywood movie, but it's a coming of age movie, and that movie gave me chills. It shook me to the core, and I would highly recommend everyone to watch it for someone who is you know growing up uh finding their own way and you know it's all about rediscovering yourself you know uh finding yourself and just knowing that that you are happy on your own and you will be happy when you know yourself the best through you and not by someone else that movie is everything uh, i would recommend everyone to watch it that's really interesting like uh yeah i need to watch it right now all right uh thank you for the for, for the recommendation the last question and the most narcissistic one you had to describe me and if you had to start the start the sentence with i know someone what would you say uh to describe you right um you know yeah. uh, i know someone who talks a lot and has amazing podcasts and she lets me talk about taylor swift all the time and that's really thanks <laughs> uh if i had to describe you and started with i know someone i would say i know someone who is a huge taylor swift fan and who's very dedicated uh, to his career and uh, is very busy extremely busy but no complaints cuz uh, you took out time to come for this episode i'm so happy that we did this i'm so glad Thank you so much for joining in uh, on this episode, and I hope you like it when <laughs> you listen to it on the platform. Yeah, I actually learned a lot. Like right now, I'm in like in a Loki marketing firm now. That's why. Yeah. Okay. I'm into e-pharmacy currently, so I am like you know pitching medicines or you know pitching their products uh, to the customers. So I've quite learned a lot. You know how to paraphrase things so that I could understand their way. and then i could pitch my way to them you know so it's Customize. like yeah yeah all those little things and you know refer- referencing or repeating but paraphrasing them and then continuing with what my mind was thinking kind of like that so yeah yeah thank you so much for joining us rahul thank you so much for having me i had a great time not even kidding yes <laughs> All right thank you so much again Rahul and thank you guys for tuning in see you on the next episode Tune in on Spotify or anchor.fm to listen to I know someone as well as check out at the rate I know someone podcast on Instagram for more updates let us know what you think about the podcast thank you